Lola Jacqueline's eyes flutter open. It takes a moment before she remembers she's not waking up at home in bed, but in a building full of storage lockers on Doheny Drive. She takes a deep breath. She can move both arms and her right leg, but her left thigh is trapped under a heavy metal beam and hurts like hell. She must get it off quickly or risk suffering crush syndrome, which she knows all about from an episode of Grey's Anatomy one of her clients wrote. She remembers that it occurs when a ruptured muscle dumps an excess of chemicals, usually potassium and phosphate, into the bloodstream, which can then cause cardiac arrest. The longer the muscle is crushed, the more intense the release of chemicals. She takes a deep breath, grabs the beam with both hands, it's about a foot square, and pushes upwards. Good God! She manages to raise it half an inch and take some pressure off her thigh, but that's it. It's just too heavy. She can't even wriggle free. She holds it up. Her yoga-toned arms take the strain admirably for a good ten seconds. Then they start to shake uncontrollably, and she has to let it down. Reintroducing the beam to her thigh hurts like an absolute mofo. Hello? Need some help over here? There is no response. Can anybody hear me? It would seem they cannot. Damn it. She takes a breath, tries to process what's happened. She knows when you live in L.A., you must always expect some kind of disaster to befall you at some point. It's a dangerous place. For example, wildfires are common, so you must take precautions. Earthquakes are not so much common as a daily occurrence, so, again, you must take precautions. And if you're clever like Lola, you study the fault lines, even the ones that are lesser known, and make sure you don't buy a house on one. But this? Exploding vehicles all over town? Well, she can't imagine how you could ever prepare for that. With difficulty, she drags the iPhone from her back pocket, swipes it open with her thumb, and is surprised to find it has a pretty strong signal in spite of everything that's happened. She dials 911. It's busy. Of course it is. She dials another number, Bowen. Come on, Maddie, come on, Maddie. It goes to voicemail. Christ. She leaves a detailed message which describes her predicament. She then hangs up and dials another number. It rings and is answered. Hello? Scott? Hello, sweetness. That's what Scott Ford calls her, sweetness. Everything okay? She keeps it upbeat. Well, yeah, actually, I'm trapped. I have a, I think it's a metal beam, lying across my thigh, and I can't seem to move it. She says it like it's some minor inconvenience she often has to deal with. In fact, she says it in such a breezy manner that Scott thinks it's a joke. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, that's terrible. Jesus. He sounds concerned. Can anyone help you? Well, no, the place seems to be empty. When the explosion started, I took shelter in a building, thinking it'd be safer inside. So I was wrong about that. Anyway, there was a huge blast, part of the building caved in, and, well, here I am. That's terrible. I hear it's pretty bad out there.
It is. Anyway, I know it's a big favor, but can you come and help me? Where are you? Doheny, near Pico. It's a big storage building painted white and blue. I'm on the ground floor. Oh, yeah. We shot Galaxy Chef around there. Lola remembers that last year Scott starred in a film about a time-traveling, universe-hopping, short-order cook who's searching for a long-lost recipe book but ends up saving the planet from annihilation in an intergalactic bake-off. It managed to capture the zeitgeist by fusing the audience's long-standing love of science fiction with its newfound interest in cooking competitions. It did 250 million domestic and 400 foreign.